0: Good afternoon, high school basketball fans. Welcome to another edition of the Upstate Hoops Podcast. I'm Jim Sinacropi here inside the FingerLakes1.com studios on the third floor of the North Park Building. Seneca Falls, New York, Sunday, February 16th, 2020. A little late edition today, special time at 1 o'clock. And uh, we've got Minders Academy, Blue Devils in studio, Coach Pat Prane, Junior, Jared King, sophomores Michael Bogart and Troy Cabot talking to them in just a moment. We're going to look at the key games for the final week of the regular season. There's not too many, but we're also going to look at where everybody stands sectional uh, points-wise in uh, boys and girls Wayne Finger Lakes teams. So uh, second to last edition of our power ranking. So great show here on a Sunday afternoon. Get right to it. The Upstate Hoops podcast and all of our coverage of Wayne Finger Lakes High School basketball is brought to you Thanks to the support of Generations Bank, Little John Orthodontics, DeSanto Propane, and Bill Cram Chevrolet. Before we get to minders, want to uh recognize Izzy Wilbur from Red Creek two thousand point she scored. That's a lot of points. Uh she's been up in varsity since seventh grade, and i still just a junior. Um two thousand Career points, maybe not Joe Girard level of uh, point scoring yet, but maybe by the time she's done, um, she had another amazing week this week. She was two steals shy of a quadruple double. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later too. But right off the top, I wanted to congratulate Izzy Wilbur. She was in studio a few weeks ago um, with a couple other girls from Wayne County, and uh, 2,000 points is a uh, it's pretty amazing for a high school career. So. Um, but today we're going to do a little home cooking. You know, a lot of times on Finger Lakes one, we get a little scrutiny for people assuming that we're minders homers because a lot of uh, myself and a lot of the guys that work on our crew, uh, went to minders and yeah, we do root for minders. We try to stay impartial when their head matched up against other, uh, schools, but and every year we have a minders episode and this year, uh, is a little bit of a rebuilding year for the blue devils. Um, so we want to do it later in the season rather than earlier as we head into sectionals. Uh, got a really good shot in, in Class B2. Um, and then we also usually have uh, upperclassmen. Uh, but a lot of uh, the upperclassmen on this team are in Costa Rica on a Spanish club trip right now. So we have a look at... Uh, the future of Minders Basketball along with, uh, we do have one upperclassman, Jared King, so let me welcome guys in. First of all, Coach Pat Prane, how's it doing, how you doing, Coach? We're doing great, we're doing great. Thanks for, thanks uh, for helping us, me Jim. organize this, have you guys in. Uh, Jared King, junior, mm-hmm. starter on the squad, thanks for coming in, Jared. No problem. And then we got a pair of sophomores, Michael Bogart and Troy jackrabbit Cabin <laughs> <laughs> in studio with us, so, um, <laughs> Coach... Uh, you know, this season, uh, t- Finger Lakes East is tough, obviously. And yeah. um, Minder's one of the smaller schools. They're one of the two B2 schools along with Penyan in the East. Everybody else is B1 and A school in Wayne. Um, and, you know, with lost one of the better players in recent history with Darren Miller last year, prior to that, it was a sectional title. Um, with you on the bench, class. Be coach of the year, co-coach of the year, along with Nick Ciotti, um, when you guys beat Newark in the Blue Cross. So, and a lot of banners in the gym in Arthur L. Baker. Yep. Um, so, just talk about the season as a whole, how you guys have gotten better, and um, you know, kind of where you stand now, just a week away from starting sectionals.
1: Well, Jim, I, I like where we are right now, um, and you know, we we did start out slow as a young team might see. Uh, we play in a challenging league, tough schedule. Uh, believe that we were—you know—we lost six of our first eight games, mm-hmm. and so uh, from that point, um, you know, we—we we, every every practice was a rebuilding experience. Every game was a rebuilding experience. We got confidence. Um, you know, nobody wiped the court with us. We were in every game. We fought. Maybe um as a young team sometimes we couldn't put together four quarters you know uh the Waterloo game at home early in the year we played you know f- three pretty good quarters Newark at home we played three pretty good quarters and so you know we we are starting to put it together and and I think the kids uh sense it there's confidence there uh the parents uh I think the community I see people out at out at dinner and they say yeah. hey, coach teams really playing well and yep. and uh I think that's uh It's a testament to their hard work and and dedication and buying into the system. So we talked earlier in the year about the banner, you know, get your name on the banner and uh, trusting the system, trust coaching staff and each other. And uh, I think it's starting to pay off. So I like where we are.
0: Yeah, I think um, just looking at the season, when you went to the holiday tournament at Skinny Atlas and and did well there, um, just fell a little short of winning that championship game, but played really well against Cato and um, and then – you know as you moved into the season went to Newark and got a win at Newark Mm -hmm. and so it just those were indicators um, right along that team was getting better and I say it a lot too with a young team you know there's sophomores when they started the season but by this time of year they're basically the experience of a junior
1: sure so absolutely absolutely I mean and uh, as most coaches do, uh, they go home and watch the game on film after the game and yeah. beat themselves up. That's, right. that's my tradition anyway. <laughs> and you know, after Waterloo, uh, you know, coming off of Newark, we we'll play Newark on a Tuesday. We go to Waterloo on Friday. Um, the ball bounces a, d- a couple different yeah, ways. That was another indicator. You know, that, team that, that could be a win. You yeah, know, that hate. game was tied uh, with two minutes left, and so uh, you know that that could be that would have been a huge win for us. So. Um, like I said, we're, we're right there. We're on the edge, and, and uh, I think we can do some good things in sectionals.
0: And so you look at that Waterloo game, too, that week where you beat Newark and almost beat Waterloo in Waterloo, and then you look at Waterloo, number two right now in Class B1 standings and t- the only team to beat First place, Wayne, um, in the same gym that you guys almost beat them in. So those are like benchmarks to show mm-hmm. that um, this team is, despite the overall record, um, better now than they were in November when you guys started practice. So absolutely. Um, before we bring these guys in, I just want to have you uh, introduce them maybe and tell a little bit about their game, what they bring to the team. Start with your uh, junior here, Jared.
1: Well, Jared, uh, Jared is is uh, he's been a great. Uh, team player this year great shooter uh sometimes unlimited depth uh we 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 utilize him a lot for those big shots and he'll knock down some big shots he's tough at one point earlier in the season uh our second leading rebounder and and jared is you know he's not six five right right but sometimes he plays that way and so jared is uh he's tough I guess that's how I would sum him up: is is toughness. You know,
0: along with Griffin, is the top rebounder statistically on this team? Well, he's got to be up there too, right? So he's up a, there. Yeah, you're absolutely. You're getting a lot of rebounding from absolutely. Your yep. Starting yep. backcourt. Yeah, you know, everybody. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and I mean,
1: most of the time we are f- four guards and, and Mike, who's kind of a who's kind of a guard too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So every, it's everybody's job to rebound, and so um, you know that's one one uh, part of the game that we've been looking to improve upon, but. Uh, you know, all these guys go after it, Jared really goes after it uh, aggressively, yeah. so he, he plays bigger than he is sometimes.
0: Now, right, speaking of Mike, uh, you know, he's the tallest guy on the team, mm-hmm. um, spends a lot of time outside the arc yep. as well, but yep. Um, yep. just talk about his game as a sophomore, somebody right. we're hey, going to look it, at for the next three years here.
1: Exactly. I'm going to be looking at Mike for the next three years, so... Um, <laughs> You know, we got. Sometimes we, we have to remind Mike where the block is. Uh, he's got a great low post game, but he's an excellent shooter, and and uh, I think some of that started to come out in Whitman this week. Um, he's once those shots start falling, his confidence grows, and Mike's a t- he's a tough guy to guard because he's an inside-out threat. Um, so I'm I'm expecting big things from uh, Mr. Bogart here over the next couple of years. Yeah, what about Troy? What about Troy? Right, <laughs> Troy's a competitor. He's a he's a gym rat, right? And so, um, great shooter, great uh, all around game. Meaning, he's not just a you know behind the arc kind of standstill guy. Uh, he's the uh, he'll take off the dribble. Yeah, he's got that old school pull up jump shot that uh, you know, like Sharpie mentioned, you don't you see. Don't anymore. see it much. And uh, so again, uh, tough guy to guard. Um, you know, and I'm I'm looking forward to the next you know two and a half seasons
0: right with with Troy okay Um, all right so let's start with with you Jared and sometimes too as I mentioned we're homers a little bit here when it comes to minders basketball Um, but we also tend can be a little more critical Um, we know the players a little more intimately and um, and the parents and 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 we see more Um, so for, I'm going to start out, Jerry, with some of the good stuff I see, which is mostly good. Is like your motor is unbelievable. You know the the how hard you go, like from the start of the game to the end of the game, is mm-hmm. really impressive. And and we've seen you too since your freshman year. Um, you know, develop your jump shot, get better on your ball handling. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not a knock, but I would say if I had to say one thing that you could get better at would be sometimes you go so hard that. <laughs> You know, sometimes it would be nice if you'd go at 98% instead of <laughs> 120%, you know. Um, did, is that something you think about or get told yeah, by the coaches? Yeah,
2: sometimes during the game I can tell myself, like, I need to calm, the, calm down and because sometimes I'm just throwing up some stuff that shouldn't be thrown. up. Maybe pass it out, look for the open shot and
0: everything. Gotcha. So um, is that, like, how do you how do you translate for that type of advice to when you get on the court? you know Um, what i mean like what are you thinking about on the court Uh, because it is sometimes it is hard to think when you're in the heat of the action and mm, um and you're trying to give everything you got out there
2: mm. sometimes i just i don't know i just like i don't know really it's just uh i like to try to find like shooters if i'm not like playing like as good or anything i just
0: look to pass more mm, yeah yep all right gotcha um Full disclosure too. I've known Jared for a while. He works at the Santa Falls Country Club in the uh-huh. pro shop. Uh, one of our better employees, maybe ever in the history of the pro shop. Yeah, he's like one <laughs> wow. top top time. We keep those lists. You know, well, highly acclaimed. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> nice. um, so, Mike, um, again, watching you as a freshman, thought, wow, this is gonna this kid's gonna be great. You know, he's gonna be one of the key cogs in this team over the next four years, um, and. So same thing with you, with your game, the positives are, I think you do a pretty good job of keeping composed as a young guy out there and, and have a lot of pressure on you as the mm-hmm. big, tallest guy on the team. Um, and yeah, you step out, you can step out, you made some really big three-pointers um, in uh, that Marcus Whitman game, otherwise you might not have even been close heading down the stretch. Um, so you're doing things that you know an upperclassman might be relied to on, and you know, I think the Frustration comes where in that game particular, you'd make some beautiful low-post moves and then just not be able to finish at mm-hmm. the rim. So what do you do to try to get better on the block?
3: Uh, a lot of times, you know, when you play a team like Whitman, they've got a really good big guy. So sure. some of it can be a good little defense. intimidated, really mm-hmm. good defense. But, you know, it's just a confidence thing. Sometimes if, you know, I go into a game and I'm not feeling confident, it just seems like the... Like, nothing's going to go in.
0: So when you go into a game, you're not feeling confident. Why is that? Like, what what what's going on in your head that you'd go into a game I, without the I really confidence? couldn't
3: tell you. Maybe just because I'm younger. I've always sure. kind of been like that. I've always just gotten the jitters before the game. It mm-hmm. always kind of takes some time or, like, hit a few shots just to get going. Right. So if I don't hit a few shots to start off with, then... just a slow start
0: and um yeah you mentioned uh liam pendergrass the big guy for for um whitman and there's other big guys you got to go against too i don't know remember exactly who's guarding you but like joel craft and waterloo and uh, um newark's got a lot of big guys um who's other guy i'm thinking of oh geneva uh devin martin um you know so there's some intimidation factor there is a younger guy going against these more experienced guys, yeah definitely yeah do you definitely. feel that change changing now that you have more experience going against that top level competition yeah I
3: mean and when when you are playing against guys that are older than you, this is the third year in a row now that I've been playing against kids who are two years older than me you don't know a lot of them <clears throat> so you don't really know what to expect going right. to games but you know when I go back and play like AU sometimes I'll play against guys I've been playing against since like fifth grade yep. from other schools so it's just kind of new you don't really know what to expect you know that you can watch film but that really never you never know what yeah you're when you get out game.
0: there sure and um, and yeah that's cool thing about that is now you're older transition into your uh, next year being a junior and senior other guys are gonna start looking at you that way they're gonna be nervous because they got to go against Mike Bogart so, um and Troy so Troy, I called you in game when you made a three, I said uh the jackrabbit. What do you think about that? We gonna go uh, with that?
4: I don't know if we should stick with that. Well it's out there now.
0: It's kinda out there.
4: Yeah. I've uh, heard it around school a lot now. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what
0: happens starting to go around i don't know <laughs> well you kind of jack it up there so <laughs> that fits and um i don't know if he looks like a jackrabbit or anything but it rhymes at least it certainly rhymes but let's talk about um your game you're another guy that's um is a youngster i mean going back seventh eighth grade a lot of people said man is troy is going to be a good player and so and we'd be at a rec league game or a JV game and and watch and say yeah man he's got potential to be good but a lot of kids have potential seventh eighth grade and but the difference I think where you're realizing your potential is you really do work pretty hard you you're in the gym a lot getting shots up um just talk about your approach um to your own game and getting better
4: oh well anytime I get like free time I just it's probably best to go shoot and work on stuff that I did wrong and I watch film and see the mistakes I made uh-huh. and try and correct those before the next game. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, when you say you're going to cr- correct a mistake from the game, how do you do that? Um, do you go and work on something specific in the gym? Do you well, work anybody work out with you?
4: Not really. Sometimes Coach DeConey will come like rebound at the chiropractic college, which okay. is good. But like, if I watch like turnovers that I m- made more than once, then I just try not to do that again or watch for that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now you're. Older brother Jesse played on varsity. You guys never played together, I don't think, um, right? He's graduated. Is it two years now, or or was it last year? Yeah, two years. Um, And uh, he was a great three-point shooter too. And I find this a lot with kids that um, when they when they're the younger sibling, you know, they tough they're tougher, you know, because they had to go against them. Was did Jesse push you at all growing up?
4: Yeah, he definitely liked to bully me when I was smaller, and he (laughs) would just take advantage of that, and then. He always, now he still thinks he's the better shooter, but I don't think so anymore. <laughs> shooting
0: contest, you'd win? Yeah, okay. no question. Wow. Well, I'd always like to set up these shooting contests we talk about. That would be a good one for sure. Um, well, so, yeah, same thing. Um, as I mentioned, it's great to see you improve. And this year, I think you stepped into the role. It's tough to be a leader as a sophomore in terms of locker room leader. But it's, um, but your game is like a, a leadership type of game. You know, people, you're going to, I'm sure Coach Prane runs things to get you shots, you know, and um, a lot of times a minor's team will go by whether you're hot or cold from three. Um, you know, like, well, how many threes do you have in that newer game? Eight. Eight. Yeah, and so it's no surprise that you'd win a game where you shoot, make eight three-pointers. Okay. Um, so, so again, you know, it's going to be exciting over the next few years to watch you, and I think I saw you as a freshman, and I said, you know, you're going to score a thousand points. Is uh, do you feel like you're on track maybe for a thousand? I don't know if you get to two thousand like Izzy will, but <laughs>
4: uh, yeah, I like to think about that and push for that. Definitely a goal I have.
0: Got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, so mentioned, you know, usually we go with the upperclassmen. We thought maybe we'd have Jared in here with Griffin. Um, and Nick Jones and Jake Smith. So since they can't be here, Coach, to start with you, just talk a little bit about you know, each of those guys, all your upperclassmen, and the guys like uh, Nate Seeley and Caleb Stenquist that don't get a lot of time on the court, sure. but they're there in practice as sure. seniors.
1: Absolutely, and, and they're all invaluable to the team. We're all, we truly are a team. Um, and uh, Griffin is, um, i say, battle-tested. He's, he's played in a lot of games. Uh, he, he works hard. And so he does bring that leadership, almost by example. Um, so he he'll go in there and he'll do what it takes. So he's um, he he plays point guard. He'll play the four man role, and yep. he'll go in and grab some rebounds and um, some of them really big. Uh, last year in sectionals, we went to Leroy, and he actually he led with his defense guarding you know a bigger kid in Leroy, and we we came out of there with a huge victory last year in sectionals. So griffin griffin is he'll do what it what it takes and and uh so we've asked we asked him to do a lot and 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 he does it and he's happy to do it so griffin is a you know it's too bad he couldn't be here uh the end of that trip but uh um griffin's been a a great part of the team now for several years uh caleb is uh I, i i consider him like the silent leader you know he's uh he no. I don't know if anybody works harder in practice, Caleb. Mm-hmm. And he and you don't. You know, he he doesn't say peep. He just he just works and works and works. And so
0: and it's not like uh, Caleb or Nate. I don't see the court. Um, right. They both. I've seen them both in games. Um, you know, on the court, plenty. They're mm-hmm. just not getting the they're in the top of that rotation. Right. Right. So yeah, they, yeah.
1: It's a challenge. I, I yeah. mean, it's as, as a coach, it's it's always hard. You know, we've got twelve kids on our team, and. Um, you know, they all they all work hard and, and uh so it's it's hard to manage that in some cases. Uh, just a, a challenge every coach has.
0: And then Nate's and other Santa Falls Country Club employees out there on wow. the green sweating it out, you know. When I was younger I worked on the maintenance crew and we used to like bully the pro shop guys because they were like a little weak we were out there in the dirt you know <laughs> yeah. and the machinery you guys are in there dusting off clubs and, uh, with your polo shirts on um, but yeah talk about Nate Nate, Nate is
1: a, a great kid and
0: uh, you know he's
1: Again, another another silent leader. But also, you know, when I when I rewatch games on on film, he's the first one there rooting on the team when a, when a big shot goes in. Yeah. And, uh you know, it's up. Didn't I, he, he, he punch the wall at one point the other night? But um, <laughs> you know, you, you just don't see that because Nate Nate doesn't often show emotion. And so he, you know, at big spots in games, he's there. Um, you know, rooting teammates on. Um, always active in huddles. Always active in practice. And so uh, you know, and you know. Big kid too. He's a big kid. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it's uh, very happy with my team this year. And then of, of course
0: Jake Smith um, uh, is a kid who I uh, had an outstanding sophomore year. I don't want to say that he's like slumping this year, um, but I thought that that. Um, game at Mid Lakes, he kind of broke out a little Mm -hmm. bit and it was resembling some more of the stuff we saw as a sophomore which is going to be like invaluable heading forward to have him you know be a key role both handling the ball defensively he can shoot threes Um, so talk about Jake. Yeah Jake uh, again
1: a consummate team player we've used him in the past to go out and guard the other team's best player and He's not the biggest kid in the world, but he's solid defensively. He'll get up in you. Always draw his charge. Probably leads in minors,
0: academy, and charges over this career. Pretty,
1: pretty close. That was one stat I didn't check before I came, but, um, but we, we talked about this after our last game, and our leaders in charges are not our big guys necessarily, but our, our smaller guys that help and slide in, and, and uh, that's a really big part of our defense. We try to stress charges in practice. So Jake does that Jake's a very smart player and so um, we're looking for him we're, we're looking for him to step up in in sectionals because he's been there he's done it yeah. and and he knows the offense and what we're trying to do um,
0: and then you know, finally uh, Nick, Nick Jones who um, his uh you know he shows flashes where at times he looks like the best player in the league almost and then um, you know he he big guy grabs a lot of rebounds obviously important piece defensively when he's out there. Um, he seems to be a bit of a wild card as well. That like when he's playing well, um, the team is just at in in another level. Mm-hmm. Just talk about Nick Jones, yeah, absolutely. And Nick,
1: yeah, I mean, every time I see him, I think he's a little, you know, a little taller, a little longer. You know what I mean? A little so, stronger. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so um, we just we joke about it. He's he's got to get meaner. You know what I mean? He's because yeah, he'll go out there in in pal, early in the season in Pal-Mac, he grabbed twelve rebounds. Right. You know, quietly. You know what I mean? And yeah. so. He'll, he'll do some great things, um, and uh, as he continues to develop, he's going to be a big part of our team. He is a big part of our team. And so, you know, we, we've asked him for, you know, defense, rebounding, and, and um, the offense will come. He's, he's had games where he's been great in the four spot, you know, and he'll um, get rebounds, put them in, uh, make, a little, make a little jumpers from the paint. So Nick's a, Nick's a very big part of our team as well, absolutely.
0: And you guys have younger kids too that are starting to play a bigger role, and will play a huge role going forward in future seasons. And Sammy Lorenzetti and Dylan Larissa both look, look really good recently.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. And, and Thomas Santana, Thomas hard, Santana, will yeah. we'll go in there and and he'll he'll mix it up with anybody. Doesn't matter how big or small you are. Um, he's uh, he's a tough kid. Um, Sammy, uh, again, his defense has really come out lately, and, and um, Sammy's a solid contributor. I mean, we we've got twelve really good players you know what i mean and so uh so sometimes we can we're interchangeable or or we're we're a tough guard because we'll we'll put different people in the game in different situations Mm -hmm. and um you know we're tough to scout and tough to guard
0: so i want you guys as sophomores to talk about uh griffin heron as your senior leader you're out there on the court together all the time just talk about either one of you guys talk about griffin or both of you uh
3: griffin is just a really good leader You know he's i've been this is the third year i've been playing with him and when i got pulled up in eighth grade to jv he was always one of those guys that was just really nice Mm -hmm. and he's uh he's really i mean everything you could ask for in a leader i mean he's if there's any you know conflict between players he makes sure that you know it stops right then and there and he just he's really vocal with everybody he doesn't exclude anyone you know he makes sure everybody's getting respect yep and uh Not much more you can really ask for.
0: How about you, Troy, anything to add to that or the other seniors?
3: Uh, Well, they all lead in their own way, but Griffin
4: definitely is the most vocal. And he'll tell you what to do, like, in certain situations. If he sees something that you don't see, he'll definitely let you know about it. Mm -hmm. And then it normally works.
0: He's great that way. And, uh, Jared, how about you with your fellow juniors, um, like Jake and Nick? And with Santana, a junior as well? He's a junior. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. just talk about those guys.
2: Uh yeah, they really help me out. Even if they're not like in or anything, if I'm having a bad night shooting, they're always gonna tell me, "Hey, keep shooting, keep my head up, and stuff like that."
0: Boom, and um, real quick, talk about these sophomores right here next year. Just tell me a little <laughs> bit about their game. They're good.
2: That's all I guess. They're really good. Um, Michael can shoot. Troy can shoot. Those two have been playing together forever. This is like these past two years I'm like my first years playing with them and I love playing with them they're they're super fun like in practice they'll talk to you they high-five everyone they make sure everyone's like treated
0: equally yeah and I'll tell you one thing about you that I've noticed over this past few games is you've hit some really clutch free throws mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like you're afraid to take that shot at the end either so mm-hmm. um is he the Go-to guy, Pat, at the end of the games for this team? He is.
1: He is uh, very solid at the line. And so,
0: um,
1: you know, uh, we, we want the ball in his hand. When we know teams are going to foul, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, we've got lots of options. I think, you know, all, all, th- all three of these guys are, are pretty solid free-throw shooters. Um, but right now, Jared, in terms of, uh, you know, having ice in his veins and being, you know, uh, able to step up and hit two big ones when the clock is running down, um, we like to have the ball in Jared's hand at, at
0: this point. How about Troy? You talk about Jared a little bit. You share the backcourt with him a lot. Oh
4: uh, yeah, he's a great guard. Anytime we need a big three or a big shot, we can you know we can go to him and he'll give it to us. He'll give us whatever we need. And like you said, the free throws at the end of the game—he's mm-hmm. always going to hit those.
0: All right. So off the top, we talked about how the regular season, league title, and all that stuff is. is kind of gets lost about this time of year when it gets decided and now we head towards sectionals and there's banners up on that wall at arthur l baker from teams that had 500 records that won sectional titles and nobody remembers that other right. than looking up there maybe seeing the record but they see all the names of the sectional champions that are right up there with all the other teams including uh, pats 1992 state title team does he ever talk about that you know they won a state title in 92 were you guys even born no. Yeah. So, <laughs> but he doesn't ever bring that up. Say, hey, man, you know, I want a state title. You know, you guys got to do this and that because a lot of talk about that or not, or does that usually come when Coach Verkey comes by? And yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely I think definitely Verkey. Coach Verkey,
1: Verkey. He says it enough for all of us.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> what about Coach Korzeniowski? <laughs> He'll bring it up once in a He'll while. bring but. it up once in a while, sure. Well, I'm just kidding, but um, it, it's funny. We talk about it a lot, but that was a long time ago. These guys weren't even born. Not even born. But, Not even born. But, uh, so, <laughs> B2 sectionals. Um, you guys, right now... Jeez, let me pull it up here so I can look at it at least myself. B2... I don't know, I even, I can put it, well, anyways, I think Avons won. Avons Wells one, Wellsville two, two,
1: Leroy three. Yeah,
0: there you go. So you you know what's going on. Yep. And um, last night, or two nights ago, last night Marcus Whitman went all the way down to Wellsville and they beat him by ten. Yep. You know, and you guys obviously can play with Marcus Whitman. Um, Marcus Whitman beat Hornell as well. Previous to that game, a B one team. And you guys have been playing with Newark and and Waterloo, and Waterloo beat Hornell this year. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, these are just indicators to see kind of how you stand against these top teams. And right now, despite being a five seed, is it five or four?
1: We're at the five. So
0: that means a quarterfinal game um, Mm -hmm. or not having that first round bye, um, which actually could help maybe, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've we've had
1: some success. So, you know, this is my fifth year with the varsity program at Minders, and, you know, we've had a couple of years as number one seed and quite frankly depending on where the season ends up you could end up with you know a week and a half off and so to your point I'd rather be playing and, yeah. and I think these guys are the same way um I'd I'd rather play and uh, even though if it's uh, um you know it, it, we should get a home game uh there there's still some jockeying that could happen here I think mean, some we have two games left mm-hmm. some of these other uh, teams have one game left um you know so there there could be some some teams changing here or there, but we, I think we're locked in around the five or the six, and so. But um, I think we can play with anybody, knowing knowing my team and knowing these kids, we can play with anybody and be two. We're losing
0: anybody. Like I just I've been saying how it's been right. getting better, but then I watch you, you against Mid Lakes, a team at the bottom of the Finger Lakes East. I don't know if they have where they have one league win, maybe something like that. Yeah. Um. And it was close. So I mean, as much as this team now has proven that they can beat anybody, too, if they're not ready to go.
1: Right, and that's that. I think that comes with experience and age as well. Is that sometimes you can play, you can you can play with play up with the big teams, and you can play down with some of the the the, the teams that are uh, are not as strong. And and I think uh, the kids felt that at halftime of the Mid Lakes game. Um, I think uh, I kept it clean for the most part, but yeah, I think we tried to, I tried to rally the troops there at halftime in Mid Lakes, uh, and, and so uh, we were lucky to get out of there with a win.
0: Sure. And so, Any road game's tough in the absolutely. Finger Lakes East. So the one Finger Lakes East league mate that's in B2, they're all, the rest of them are in B1, it seems like, um, and when you guys won the sectional title um, th- where you were co-coach of the year two years ago, that was a... Combined B division, so yes. it's funny how it works each year. I yep. mean, it would be tough to ask if that was the case this year. Yes. That was such a great team um, that beat Newark in the Blue Cross, um, but you know now it's split in B two. And I the one the measuring sticks I think is Penyan, mm-hmm. the other Finger Lakes East team. Mm-hmm. And I, you guys split with Penyan this year. We split. We yeah. split. Um, so there's yeah. a chance of a rematch there.
1: Potentially, yes. I, I'm hoping. I'm. I. I would rather play somebody else I right. don't want to play a team three times you know they yep. say it's difficult it is um they they are a tough team and every year uh Penny gives us trouble they're they're scrappy they're they're strong they're aggressive and uh so I'd you know I'd i i cheer for them but hopefully they're in another bracket right
0: <laughs> yeah and, that, and they're a team that's uh, middle of the season started like turning heads playing good playing really tough teams to tight, some key wins and then um over the past month some of the scores have been kind of perplexing uh but they've had a sickness running through their squad so yep. you know you never can tell who's at 100 percent or who's available or not available for some of these games but i you know i do think um you look at minders and penyan um as two of the favorites in b2 despite that penyan is probably a four and like you said you're a five or a six but what about the top seed avon
1: avon so uh I had a nice romantic Valentine's Day with my wife, <laughs> right. uh, driving to Avon to watch them play Waco. It's
0: uh, a fun. vacation, a Valentine's Day destination, We one of the most romantic places in upstate New York. Exactly. That's what I said. I'm not yeah.
1: sure if she's told her friends that, but uh, it was very romantic. Okay. We, we shared uh, Slim Jims and nachos at halftime, uh, Avon's- uh, Almost as <laughs> like surf and turf. Yeah, yeah right. Well, yeah. So I, I couldn't get a seat at Tom Walls, so we, we just, <laughs> we, had, uh, we had a nice dinner at halftime of the Avon game. Avon's strong and uh, very well coached as Avon always is. Uh, they've, got, they've got some size they got a big kid um, who, who actually hurt us two years ago when we played them right. in Avon. And so uh, Avon's definitely I think the top team, uh, a lot of pressure so they it was their pressure that really uh, set them apart from Waco. And so mm-hmm. I, I like our chances though. I think we, we can we can certainly handle that pressure um, and, and we could put some points on the, on the board. Yep. I think uh, I, I like our chances. But Avon, I think, is uh, is is deservedly the best team in that. In that division. Wellsville has a strong, you know, real Brazilian, good player. Yeah, Jusiniak. Yeah. I think I can never pronounce yep. it right, but he he's was a, on the
0: court. He's a real good player. Two years ago when Wellsville came to Arthur L. Baker. Oh, yes. Um, and you guys escaped with a win we there. He escaped. Yep.
1: Exactly. A, exa- again, another well coached team. So yeah. Mac, they do a really good job. They play a very difficult schedule. Right. So independent. Independent. They True. play a lot of tough teams. And so Wellsville is one of those teams that you can never, ever count out in sectionals.
0: So, Jared, do you keep an eye on the other teams in b two knowing that that's who you're going against when it, when you're going for that sectional title, or uh, kind of not,
2: not like not really, but like I've played all those teams in football and they're all really good and stuff like that
0: right a lot of the athletes come, come you know transfer over play basketball as well. Do you guys keep an eye on sectional standings or some of the other teams you know you might match up against later?
3: Yeah, I look at it every once in a while, I check the website just to see where we are and how we're doing on points there's some film that I've seen of Wellsville and some other teams but for the most part not really
0: yeah and um you mentioned AAU you guys both play AAU basketball um so you get to play with a lot of different players you play with any of the guys that come up against any of those guys from like the Avons or Leroy's
4: uh, not that I know of. We play all on the same team, so we don't like if we see anyone. It's from a different school. So who
0: is your team for AAU? Like it's
4: normally our grade, the tenth. It would be the tenth grade. Senate and who Balls coaches team. that one?
0: Coach K. Okay. Yep. That's right. All right. Um, well, we got a lot to talk about still with these guys, but I want to run through. Um, all of the the girls and boys leagues just give everybody up-to-date on what's happening now one week left in the regular season And then you know people talk about March Madness um, February uh, Madness for high schools. like those sectional brackets having all these tournaments going on It's really something special and then beyond that you got your state tournaments and state final fours and Wondering if there's any teams locally that maybe have a potential to make a state run and I don't think there's anybody like totally favorites to do that this year like we've had in the past, especially on the girls' side. But, um, but, but you never know what could happen. So Generations Bank is celebrating 150 years of serving and supporting our hometowns. Visit MyGenBank.com for the best choices in checking, savings, home equities, mortgages, and much more. Generations has been the Finger Lakes leading bank since 1870. Generations Bank member FDIC. Starting with the Finger Lakes East girls. What a game the other night. Uh, We flexed our schedule this year, so we had the opportunity to go to a game like this if it came down to it. And it was Palmac at Waterloo with the league title on the line. Not clinched yet for Palmac, but um, both teams had one loss in the loss column, and this was essentially going to be one of the deciders. Palmac clinched a tie at at the very least, but they'll have to go to Penyan on Wednesday night, a tough Penyan girls team. Um... Penyan actually gave Palmac their only league loss. So, uh, to win the title outright, they'll need to beat Penyan. Waterloo's at Wayne and Geneva to end the season, so, likely, they'll end with just the two losses. Um, but what a game it was, and uh, two really fundamentally sound teams. The free throw shooting on both sides was amazing. Uh, Katie Smythe made her last 11 in a row in a one possession game, um, and she hit the game winner. After Macy Carr hit four three pointers in the third quarter, or fourth quarter, just to bring Waterloo back, at one, one of those three pointers, tied it up. But uh, two great coaches, Mike Bree and Dan Harris, and was an entertaining in girls basketball game, as you'll see. Uh, and one that you may want to go and watch back on Finger Lakes 1. So, Palmack can clinch the East Girls title with a win against Penyan at home Wednesday night, the outright title. And then, you know, in the Finger Lakes East, Midlakes, a team that's been to the state Final Four the last two years, they'll have their final sectional tune-up against Newark this week as uh, Kara Walker tries to get a third straight sectional title for the uh, Lady Screaming Eagles. So looking at that class in B1, Waterloo's the top seed, uh, Palmax the three seed despite winning the East East, and we could see a rematch there. You know, we got Dansville at two, Livonia at four, Batavia at five. It's a really tough girls' uh, upper half there in class B1 at Mid Lakes at six. So likely to see some Finger Lakes East rematches along the way there. And then, you know, looking at B2, it's the same for the girls as it is for the boys. You got Penyan and Minders in there. Avon's the number one seed there, too. They're 16 and 3 right now, Penyan's two. They split with Minders this year just like the boys did. The most recent loss, though, coming to Pen Yan was a really tough one for Minders as far as these sectional standings go, but they're hanging in there. It's uh, a 4 seed despite being 8-11. and 11. Wellsville's in there at 3 seed. Uh, Beth Haverling, 5. Leroy, 6. And same thing on the girls' side. Um, Coach Jerry Anderson um, and his Blue Lady Blue Devils got a, sh- a shot at sectionals as they've done in the past, um, have struggling a little bit in the regular season and then coming out at the end and winning Class B two. So, um, Jerry, talk a little bit about the girls team. You don't get to see them play a lot because you guys play on the same mm-hmm. night, but you have seen them. I'm sure a few times. You yeah, talk about. That? I
2: I know most of them. Mm-hmm. I, they're all some of them are my grade and the grade below me and stuff like that. And they're really nice and I like how some of them play and stuff like that and I think once they play like really together then they'll be a really strong team in sectionals.
0: Yep can they put it together for sectionals is a question what about you guys any thoughts on the on the girl squad?
4: Uh, I think they can be good they just gotta like Jared said put it together and everybody plays wow. well I think they mm-hmm. can win.
0: They're like you guys um, two of the impact players Mackenzie Higby. i make sure a lot of them Megan Marley is a sophomore or junior? Sophomore. Sophomore yeah so you got Marley Bridget Miller And Marley is sophomores, forming the core of the five that are on the team usually. Um, So they're like this team too, um, you know, young. uh, Their one senior leader would have been Caitlin Korzoneski. She, of course, hurt her knee in soccer. So, but, um, yeah, going to be fun to see how they do in Class B2 along with Pennian. The Finger Lakes West girls big game this week. Probably the biggest game of the week either side. Marcus Whitman's at Red Jacket with a win. Whitman clinches the outright title with a loss. Red Jacket would split the title with Whitman and that's a big... Coach Bry Parzak's Whitman Wildcats have been uh, building towards this. You know, improving every year and um, now they got a chance to win that West outright which has just been South Seneca's for the past four or five years. I don't know how many years South Seneca won it in a row but... uh, but this year it's going to be Whitman to at least share, and or split with Red Jacket, uh, Red and Red Jacket, a team that's that's coming on. They had a big win at Romulus, 56-48 this week. Uh, Lillian Pinard with 19, Ashley Reed with 18, which that stands out to me because usually you're looking at Sydney Close being one of the leading scorers. They got a big win on the road where she wasn't one of the top two scorers. Scores and for Romulus, Kara Woody had 20 points, which. Um, again, Romulus way down there in Class D uh, has a shot to, I think it was 2012 they won the state title. 2014? 2012? One, one of those years, not too far removed from Romulus bringing a state title back to Seneca County. <coughs> and, you know, along with South Seneca, you know, when you look at New York State girls basketball, um, southern of Seneca County, a um, couple state titles this decade, not bad. But, looking at class C1 girls, you got Red Jacket and Marcus Whitman at 4 and 5 respectively right now and so that is not locked in. When they play each other, the winner is going to take that 4 seed and the loser is going to drop to 5 and that's pretty big in the terms of seeding because the 4th seed gets that first round by. And then right behind them, East Rochester out of Wayne County and Gananda out of Wayne County um, are the 6 and 7 seeds. Pembroke's the top seed and that should be a good tournament with a chance for uh, uh, Wayne Finger Lakes champion. Uh, Class C2 girls, not as strong up top. Again, that's been dominated by South Seneca the past several years. They're a 13 seed right now, and they probably aren't going to rise any higher before the tournament starts. I'm not going to count them out as a 13 seed. Nobody has more sectional experience than Coach Heather Mott and a lot of these girls. Uh, they play Romulus on Wednesday night, and big rivalry game, It'd be a good test for them. Um, Dundee, the top Wayne Finger Lake seed at seven, uh, with a shot. They they've had a solid season. Um, they could drop this week, but probably not rise higher than seven. HAC in there too at fifteen, um, a pretty good girls team to beat a fifteen seed. And then Wayne County girls this year has been crazy. Lions can clinch a Wayne County league title with a win versus East Rochester on Monday night. If they lose, they can clinch with a win at Williamson Tuesday night. They just need one more win to clinch that Wayne County title. Uh, Coach Kristen Bassett uh, with this group has been working towards this for some time, and and they'll clinch it with one win this week. Two games, they need one win. Only two league losses for Lions. Clyde Savannah is... Next, with four league losses, Red Creek and Ganada both have five league losses. And mentioned Izzy Wilbur off the top, having a big week um, in Red Creek, 73-59 win at East Rochester. She had 30 points, 10 assists, 11 rebounds, 8 steals. So fell short, two steals of a quadruple double. And uh, another big game in Wayne County this week had Lions beating Clyde Savannah at the Atwood, 54-45. A huge win for Lions and a really young Clyde Savannah team. Jada Larson, just a freshman, at 16. For Lions, Caden Crago, 19 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds, 7 steals. Caitlin McDonald, double-double with 12.16 rebounds. Um, and then Clyde hosted East Rochester and got a 2-point win, 72-70. to 70. So a lot of uh, action, top of the standings in Wayne County. And we look at sectionals in Class C2 for the girls. C2 or C3? C2. Yeah, C2. Um, again, mentioned earlier, Dundee, seven seed there. But Lions the top seed. Red Creek, the 4th seed. Clyde Savannah, the 5th seed. Uh, Keshikwa, Wheatland, Chile up there as well. Good chance to see some uh, one of those Wayne County teams uh, in the finals and maybe win in a sectional title. So i kick it over to the boys. But first, I want to talk about Little John Orthodontics, Dr. Rod Little John, Dr. Liz Barbie, proud to support our high school Athletes, check out Dr. Rod and Dr. Liz online at littlejohnortho.com. So Finger Lakes East, Wayne, the Wayne Eagles. Uh, talk about all year, they lost everybody. They lost their top six or seven guys off of one of the best teams in school history. Come back and win the Finger Lakes East. Uh, again, They share it's their third straight title. They're sharing it right now. They need to win against Penyan to make it a 100% outright title if Geneva were to beat. Waterloo and Wayne was to lose to Penyan, then Geneva would actually share, I believe they'd share the title with Wayne. Um, Wayne's at-minders are going to be a little short with some kids in Costa Rica um, this week on Tuesday night. Geneva at Waterloo Tuesday night, a game you can watch on Finger Lakes 1. Wayne's final sectional tune-up will be on Thursday at Greece Arcadia. And, um, you know, if you look at the loss column in the Finger Lakes East, Wayne with one loss, Geneva with two, Waterloo with three. So Geneva outside shot still to maybe share in that title. Wayne number three, Class A2 right now, uh, behind East High, an incredible East High team. Um, And then North Star Christian has the two seed. And Wayne could potentially get the two seed. North Star actually plays Whitman uh, coming up this week as well. So uh, Wayne win, North Star loss. They could swap there. Uh, East locked in at one. And Coach, uh, just were you surprised at how good Wayne was this year after losing Blankenberg, Carmichael, Thomas, uh, uh, Helgado, even their their big bench guys up? They lost it all. Mm-hmm. And yet here they come back really dominant, dominant season.
1: Yeah. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little surprised, but I, honestly, not that—that is the definition of a of a program, right? And so, a lot of kudos to Coach Thompson because um, it's funny—it's almost like he just plugged in new new players and just hit the button, and they're like a well-oiled machine. And so, um, no, I, I, I'm I'm not incredibly surprised that that of their success. They just—it seemed like there's a lot of chemistry. They know where each other are going to be. They share the ball incredibly well, and are you know fundamentally very sound so that that goes out to coach thompson you think yep. that's a that's a program right there
0: yep absolutely and again uh, i can remember cuzler and a2 you know looking at before they won that first of uh two sectional titles um thinking they didn't have a chance As a matter of fact in our pre-sectional preview show that year i think Virk might have just said it thrown out there picked wayne and they ended up winning and uh, since then you know i've learned not to count out coach Thompson um, ever so um, then you will go to b1 Geneva the one seed Waterloo the two seed that's why that game on Tuesday night so big and th- there is a huge difference between one and two seed most notably the number one seed gets to go to the number one seed banquet which is always a nice honor um, to, to get to kick off your postseason with the other top seed so that's what they're playing for in Waterloo um, if Waterloo does beat Geneva, they will take that top seed. Geneva wins, obviously, they'll they'll have it clinched. Um, big drop when you get down to Batavia and Hornell um, sectional point standings wise. Who are three and four? Greece Odyssey's five. What a tough five seed Greece Odyssey is And Livonia six. And then you get to Newark, who are starting to count out there nine and nine on the year. Um, they played a one point game against Geneva this week, so Newark. Getting things together at the right time, and then Palma at eight, North Northrose it at nine, Mid Lakes at ten. So B one is nuts, and you know you've played all these guys now, coach. You're not going to play them again. So I'm just asking you if you had to pick one winner from the Finger Lakes East out of Class B one, you know who would you go with? <laughs> Put you on the I'm spot. I'm the spot here. Yeah. Huh? Uh, I like I like I like Geneva.
1: I think I like Geneva. Um, they're both, but but honestly, I I could pick any out of the top five or six could win that bracket, mm-hmm. and and I'll tell you, uh, Waterloo's incredibly talented, sure, and well coached. Uh, Tim uh, Coach Darnell's done a great job. Geneva has so many big physical kids. I, I like you know, and I, I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll go on a limb with if you were asking me who I like Geneva Waterloo, I'll, I'll go with Geneva. Sort of, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, but I will tell you, my past experience don't count out Odyssey.
0: Yeah, that's true. They're yeah. always
1: lingering in the middle of the pack. And, a lot know, of talent. I've been part back in the this, this 2017 sectionals. We've come in as a number one seed. In our first home game, yep. we play a very tough Odyssey team. And then the following year, get ousted by Odyssey. That game down in Marcus Whitman. So yep. Odyssey plays in a tough league or a tough schedule. So they don't get a ton of sectional points, but they are a good team. So um, I wouldn't I wouldn't count out any of those top five or six teams. But Waterloo can certainly do it. You know, Waterloo could beat Geneva. They could run the table. Um, it'll be interesting to see B2, uh be one.
0: So how about you guys? You played them both. Um... Who's going to win Tuesday night in Waterloo? I'm
3: not sure. It could really <laughs> go either way. Waterloo is going to have their crowd behind them. Yep. They yeah. can, They always. They have a big gym. They can fill it. If the, it's a good, good game. But, you know, Geneva's got some really good players. They're very deep. And uh, I think it'll be a battle. I think it'll be a really close
0: game. What you, Troy, if you had to pick uh, a winner?
4: I don't know. That'd be a
3: good one. Maybe Geneva.
4: They really, they're physical and they'll get up on you. And Waterloo does too, but
0: Geneva's just... A little more size. Yeah, a bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Good. I'm looking forward to that one. I'll be calling that game with Kevin Sharp uh, back at the Spo Center. And uh, that'll be at 725 on Tuesday night on Finger Lakes 1. Uh, Finger Lakes West boys... Red Jacket Indians win going away. They got a four-game lead on second place. Honeyoy, who's been impressive, Honeyoy. And they, they Honeyoy has some girls on their team. They don't have a girls program, so they let some girls on the boys' team. They've been uh, competing alongside the boys. And in Class D, one, Honeyoy's got a shot to make some noise. But as far as the West goes, with Marcus Whitman being uh, independent, it's been all Red Jacket this year. Just one loss, and that was to York. Um, but they... Uh, Also will be the number one seed in Class uh, C1. Wayne County boys, Lions clinches the Wayne County title. They're currently three games up on Gananda. A Gananda team that Clyde beat this week um, pretty handily, which was a little surprising. Clyde is really on the rise as well. And they, uh, Clyde, five back of that uh, first place Lions and Lions-Clyde had a great game the other night, too, on Friday night. We had a tough choice on where to go Friday night. There was Newark and Geneva. There was Lions at Clyde. And then we went with the Waterloo-Palmac. And they all three were great games. Um, and then Whitman and the independent schedule. I mean, they're clicking. They're ready to go. They big win at Wellsville. Long road trip, 51-42 this week. Before that, they beat Hornell by 20 uh, more handily than Geneva or Waterloo beat them. Of course, this game was at Whitman, and they, they end up splitting with Hornell in the season. Whitman did. They lost earlier in the year down in Hornell. Uh, their last game of the year is Big Test, uh, A2 school in North Star Christian, um, Tuesday night. So they'll be ready to go for sectionals. And looking at Class C1 in sectionals, Red Jacket's number one, Marcus Whitman's number two. Um, that's not going to change. Those are locked in even if Whitman were to lose to North Star or win. Um, then you got Ganond out of Wayne County at three. Uh, they're locked in Byron Burgeon 4, Rochester Academy Charter School 5 Soda 6, East Rochester 7 C.G. Finney 8 with Marcus Robinson probably one of the best players in section 5 how would you like to play Finney as an 8 seed if you're Red Jacket or Marcus Whitman and then C2, Lions Lions in the top spot, that's locked in Uh, Clyde Savannah five-point sectional lead over Perry it's got the second seed so that's exciting to think about a Clyde Lions matchup in the finals and we were handing this thing to Lions you know from the beginning of the year but Clyde playing better and better um Cam Chance really have an amazing season uh for coach Preston and the Golden Eagles uh then Bloomfield's in there as an eight seed as well in class C2 and then uh Class C3. Uh, there's only two for the girls, but there's three classes for the boys in C. Cal Mum, number one, 66 sectional points right now. York, number two, 65 sectional points. So uh, Cal Mum, it doesn't have this thing squared away yet. Uh, York could still take it. Oakfield, Alabama is third. And then you get now, look at some Wayne Finger Lakes teams. Dundee, five. South Seneca, boys, six. Harley, Allendale, Columbia, seven. Um, and what's going to be really fun is what happens after the sectionals in Class C is they play down to get into state. So you could see Cal Mum versus Lions or Cal Mum versus Red Jacket or Marcus Whitman, Lions versus Red Jacket or Marcus Whitman, or if Clyde sneaks in there and defeats Lion, you know, they'd be in there. So there's going to be some good matchups as they, in that playdown round. And in class D1, Honeyway's the fifth seed right now, Top seeds of Oka. D2, Romulus Boys, seventh seed. That's locked in top seed Elba. So, it should be a good week. Final week of the regular season. Um, Should tell you about DeSanto Propane. Offering monthly billing and fixed rates. Get stable pricing all year long. Learn more at DeSantoPropane.com. Since 1937, difference has been DeSanto. Second to last power rankings of the season. Starting with the girls. Pelmac, number one. They earned it with that win at Waterloo. Waterloo, two. Mid Lakes 3, Penyan 4, Lions 5, Whitman 6, Red Jacket girls up to 7, Minders girls 8, Red Creek and Izzy Wilbur 9, and that Young Clyde Savannah Golden Eagles team at 10. So that's a look at your girls. And now we'll kick it over to the boys. And um, let's find it here. Right there. Boom. Wayne Eagles number one. I think they started at seven. That shows what we know. Preseason they had, we had seven. And again, like I said, they've really surprised uh, Reynolds and Blakenberg and McKenna and Company and Eli Shickle. Um, probably gonna end the season in that top spot as well. Uh, Geneva two, Whitman three. A uh, Whitman, just been incredible past uh, few weeks. Uh, Playing that independent schedule certainly prepares you uh, for sectionals, but with a tough schedule, um, they're up at three. Lions at four. Tootie Smith out. I don't know if he's going to be back for sectionals, um, but they certainly could use him. Without him, still a top team. Uh, If he was there the whole time, they might be two or three right now, maybe even one. But uh, Waterloo five, Red Jacket six, Newark seven. Minder's eight, Penny and nine, and Clyde Savannah ten. And do you guys watch the power rankings at all, Jared?
2: Uh, I, sometimes I'll look at them and stuff like that, but not very much.
0: You don't like cry at night if you <laughs> if you drop a spot in the power rankings?
2: Uh, I mean, I get upset, and then it challenges me to work harder and practice and stuff like that, and see if I can help the team at any point.
0: What do you guys? You think you should be eight? You think you should be higher?
3: I mean, it's a really tough league. I think we could be higher, but uh, coach keeps saying, you know, it's nice to win a league title, but our main goal is to win sectionals. So,
0: yeah, power rankings don't mean anything. It's a way for us to try to track uh, things across the Wayne Finger Lakes and see who has potential to win sectionals. And generally, in the past, if you're in the top ten, you had a shot at sectionals. I don't think we've ever had a sectional champion come out of. Uh, the postseason that wasn't in that top 10 power rankings heading into the postseason so let, let, next week's our final uh, polls of the year and we'll see how everything stands there so bill cram chevrolet all roads lead to bill cram chevrolet on 5 and 20 between seneca falls and waterloo browser full inventory of new and used vehicles at billcram chevrolet.com quick look at the week ahead monday east rochester at lions girls also Monday, Dundee at Romulus Girls. A couple of nice tests to close out the regular season. I should mention on Monday night for the boys, Victor hosts Brockport. Victor undefeated uh, at this point in the season. Uh, real, they got, they got a 6'10 kid, 6'11, um, but having a great season. And they're going to take that forward into a really difficult double-A uh, sectional bracket. Tuesday night, Wayne's at Minders Boys. With a chance to clinch the outright title. Geneva's at Waterloo. Of course, that game on Finger Lakes one. Lakes at Newark. Soda at Genanda. Wednesday night. Marcus Whitman's at Red Jacket Girls. Game of the Year in the Finger Lakes West. A lot on the line in that one. Big rivalry game. Romulus at South Seneca. And I think we're gonna be Finger Lakes one's gonna be at that one, but we got some staffing issues we've got to work out before we can hundred percent guarantee that we're gonna be down at the Jack Guinan for that uh South End rivalry. Penyan girls at Pelmac. Again, huge game for Pelmac to try to get the outright league title. And a Penyan girls team that just has been getting better and better as the year goes on. Uh, a great chance for them to make one final statement before they head forward into sectionals. Thursday, Minders boys at South Seneca. So you guys are going down to the Jack in the historic Jack in Arena um, on Thursday night. And that is February 20th. That's my birthday last night of the regular season the season's ending later this year which is uh kind of i don't want to say it's screwing things up but it's definitely different to be that far into february and have sectional still not start so um then friday would be the number one seed to bake it on a friday usually right yes so it would be the next day after the regular season so um at uh, bushnell's basin i'd imagine mm-hmm. um and the brackets we'll know the brackets by later that day um Which is always great because then we'll be back here next Sunday. I'll have a full panel. We're going to break down all the brackets. It's the best show of the year. No offense to you guys. This has been a good show. (laughs) But next year's show is unbelievable. Our next week's show is unbelievable back at our regular time at 9 a.m. So I want to remind you that if you want to support our coverage of Wayne Finger Lakes High School Basketball here on FingerLakes1.com you can support us by becoming a patron at Patreon.com Go to Patreon.com slash FL1. You can make a small monthly donation. You'll get an email every month, so you can cancel it every time. And, uh, you know, we try to do a lot, and we need some funding to uh, do it. To do more, we need more funding, so um, if you enjoy watching our games on fingerlakes1.com, you can pitch in and uh, become a patron. Patreon.com slash FL1. So, time for some quick fire questions here. I knew we were going to go late today. I hope you guys don't have any plans. Because because we're already at an hour mark here, but uh, quick fire questions. I'm going to ask you questions. You guys answer. We're going to start uh, with you. I might even include you in this, Pat, a little okay. bit. But um, Jared, best player you faced this year?
2: Uh, it's it's got to be Blankenberg.
0: Mason it's Blankenberg.
2: The, yeah, I remember playing his brother last year, and then I I remember playing Mason this past summer in AU, and mm-hmm. I knew this year that he was going to be probably one of the
0: best players. Obviously one of the reasons they're so good is yeah, that he's because Coach up.
2: Thompson has that, I think it was Rap or whatever, he coached the Rap team or yep. whatever, this year and they were really good too.
0: Alright, um, how about you guys? Uh, Michael, best player this year that you faced?
3: Uh, probably Devin Martin when we played them both here and there. There was a few times where we switched to man and I had to guard him one on one and he's just...
0: A little scary there. Yeah,
3: he's <laughs> tall, he's quick, he can blow by just about anybody and that's exactly what he did so yep. it yep. was uh it was
0: not fun having to guard him all right how about you troy
3: uh, i'd have to agree with jared and mason blinkenberg's
0: the best so did you guys switch off a little bit on him or were you guarding him mostly uh
2: we switched off yeah,
0: okay. anybody else besides Blankenberg that uh, comes to mind
4: reynolds is good too for yeah me. the other like, backcourt man yeah, yeah Reynolds really is. good together
0: Well, it's no surprise um, that they've done so good. And um, sticking with this kind of theme, uh, Troy, what's the toughest place you had to play this year? Waterloo. At Waterloo. Yeah,
4: they get a big crowd, and it gets loud in there, and it's tough to hear coach calling out plays. Wow, yeah. It gets tough.
0: Didn't used to be that way. They had trouble filling that place, but when they started filling it last year, I think was the first time I've ever been to a game where it was jam-packed. It is a... Next level type of atmosphere um, when they're able to fill it. Uh, Michael, how about you?
3: I'd say Wayne. It wasn't really packed there, but their student section is just the Wayne train. They're, they're relentless. They just they're in your <laughs> ear the whole game. The players don't even have to talk because their student section does it for them, yeah. and it's uh, definitely, definitely Wayne.
0: And a long road trip. Yeah, it's the longest that you you have all year. Jared, toughest place to play this year for you. Uh, on the road.
2: Hmm, it's got to be Waterloo. Waterloo was tough. There's sometimes coach would be trying to t- yell out a play, and I'm just sitting there. I'm trying to read his lips because I can't hear one thing he says. <laughs>
0: well, I tell you, kudos to Crystal Jensen, um, athlete or Crystal Ken, AD at Waterloo for, um, and Coach Pittifer last year, um, for helping to get to this point where somebody would say that Waterloo's the toughest place to play. I mean, Pat when. Um, we were in school, the old gym was certainly a really tough place to play, but since the new Spoh Center opened up, it's been so expansive, it, oh, yeah. it hasn't been, but um, that's changed, obviously, when special especially when Miners comes to town, that place is packed.
1: Absolutely, and, and their success over the last couple of years has is, is put more people in the, in the bleachers, and so uh, they have done a great job there, it is a great venue. Um, and uh the crowd is loud i, I could tell i don't know if the the boys were just ignore me or if they couldn't hear me if the the crowd gets very loud and and the court's so darn big i mean i could be screaming down the other end they just don't hear a thing yeah. so it's it, there's definitely a home court advantage so they've done a great job with that
0: yep um favorite sports movie jared
2: mm, got to be major league
0: major league all right mm-hmm. yeah you're a baseball player right yeah yep and uh Troy, favorite, you're a baseball player, too. What's your favorite? You don't play baseball? Don't play oh, baseball. your brother played a lot of baseball. <laughs> yeah. So you don't play any spring sport? No. Nope. You play any fall sport? I do not. Just basketball, 24-7. Well, favorite sports movie? Space Jam?
4: Uh, maybe Happy Gilmore.
0: <laughs> oh, golf. Oh, huh? yeah. That is a good sports movie. I How about you, Michael? Favorite sports movie? Probably Semi-Pro. Semi-Pro? Yeah. Okay. What sports do you play? I play baseball. Baseball? Okay. Um, kick... Keep it here with you. Um, Android or iPhone, you guys?
3: iPhone, iPhone, iPhone.
0: And you heard you do iPhone. Yeah, yeah iPhone. everybody has iPhones now. But they're not as good, but you guys can have them. <laughs> you guys can buy your proprietary cords. Every time one breaks, you gotta go out and spend thirty bucks on a power cord. <laughs> but, Coach, how about you? iPhone, iPhone,
1: man. And Hoosiers is the best uh, sports. Oh movie.
0: yeah, I should ask you. Yeah, yeah. Hoosiers is you one of my top. One of my Hoos- <laughs> top. Hoosiers, Caddyshack find of the natural um but anyways um favorite place to eat around here i'd have to say chichino's chichino's mm-hmm. the waterloo location
2: yeah yeah we eat there a lot or we'll order out and stuff
0: like which that. one of your favorite dishes
2: uh we usually i just like their pizza pizza mm-hmm. pizza and waste yep
0: yep how about you guys favorite place to eat seneca falls waterloo area or anywhere
3: um you there can go
0: Parker's. Parker's? Yeah. Okay. What do you like to get at Parker's? Uh bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, they got good burgers at Parker's. Not sponsor that I've tried to get them to sponsor. They don't <laughs> they don't sponsor though. Okay. Well, just a little So Mike Mike, how about you? I'd say Parker's. Parker's though. too, even though they don't sponsor the cover our coverage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um nope, Parker's a very popular spot in downtown Seneca Falls for sure. Um Favorite college basketball teams, you guys? Syracuse. Syracuse. Nice,
2: Jared. It's definitely Syracuse. Yeah, good.
0: Man, that's awesome. You will not believe how many I get kids from Lions in here that don't say Syracuse, and that's the hometown of Jim Mayheim. So, all right, Jared, you're baseball guy. Mm-hmm. Who's going to win the World Series next year?
2: Uh, I feel like it's going to be the Dodgers. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: with that Mookie uh, yeah, Betts trade,
2: they, they're getting everyone now.
0: Yep, and uh, Michael, how about you? got to go with the Yankees. The Yanks? Yeah. yeah. Now, do you guys when, um, have any system when you're playing varsity baseball where um, you've got a camera somewhere and you're getting the sign and you're like somehow getting it to the <laughs> guys to play? You guys don't do that? No. Because <laughs> it seems to work. Nobody's taking that World Series away from the Astros. Um, so, how about favorite dinner at home that mom or grandma or whoever makes? Uh, lasagna. Lasagna? And who's lasagna? My dad's. Your dad makes lasagna, huh? Yep. You know, we're related. I know. You know, it's a little bit of separation there, but your mom and I were second cousins. Our grandmothers were sisters. And I don't know if you have a history of it, but my our grandmothers had ten sisters and three brothers. One brother died in the war. And the rest, like, all lived around here and married other Italian guys. And next thing you know, you know, yeah. I got, you got to be careful who you date in high school. <laughs> you don't want any <laughs> sexual business going on. But <laughs> it's a real concern for us. Um, so your dad's lasagna, huh? Yep. Nice. Uh, would your dad say anything about the Jackrabbit, Troy Cabot comment? What does he think? You know, he was uh, a pretty good player. He kind of just calls me out once in a while. Or he, <laughs> oh, so as long as he it. approves, I'm going with it. All right. <laughs> Because I wouldn't want to, you know, I wouldn't want to make him angry. <laughs> Michael' favorite dinner at home. My mom makes really good Italian wedding soup. Italian wedding soup. I huh? have little sausage balls in there and stuff. Okay, good. Okay. Now I went to school with your mom, mm-hmm. and uh, one year older than me, I think. And uh, your uncle Andy on that side of the family, a couple years younger than me, but uh, member at Saint Paul's Country Club. You know, <laughs> yeah. you ever ask him to take you golfing sometime? You ever play golf? Every once in a while. Yeah, if you have them take you out, I can promise you it wouldn't take too long before you could beat them. Um, <laughs> <Wow>. favorite, <laughs> uh, Jared, favorite thing at home?
2: Uh, I I like ours. We make steak and potatoes and stuff like that.
0: Steak and potatoes mm-hmm. would be your favorite. And, yeah. And who cooks it?
2: Uh, Darren. Darren makes mm-hmm. the steak and potatoes? Mm-hmm.
0: Any special seasoning or any special way he does uh, it? I don't really know. It's just Now, there's a good golfer. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah. Now you spend a lot of time down there, but you don't play much golf, right?
2: Uh sometimes it's hard with like sports and stuff like that cuz yeah. I have like AAU in the summer and I have like for football we have weight room and everything. But when I ever whenever ha- when I ever have like free time and stuff like that, I like to go golf.
0: Yeah, well, that's good. Well, golf's a game for a lifetime, you know. You can play it um far beyond the years that you can play uh sports like basketball or or uh, you know more physically demanding we'll say so got a favorite TV show series you know internet or otherwise streaming Netflix anything what do you uh, like to watch no I'm pretty boring I like to watch ESPN and stuff okay like that. nothing wrong with that how about you guys got a favorite show
2: I wouldn't say so it's a lot of Riverdale
0: or right, whatever some of the shows and printing sure some of the things my daughter watches And you know, but how about you, you Got a favorite TV show TV show, I'm a long time Seinfeld man. Yeah, well, it's still Seinfeld. out there all the time in syndication and they still, they've aged very well, those episodes. Yes. No doubt. Um, what, how about your favorite dinner at home?
1: Dinner at home? Yeah. My wife does make a pretty good lasagna.
0: Yeah, I bet she does, I bet she I does. Um, now, what about favorite dessert anywhere? You know, whether at home mm-hmm. or out at a restaurant, what do we, you what we get for dessert?
1: I like one of those uh, brownies with the vanilla ice cream. on top.
0: Brownie Sunday,
1: brownie Sunday of some sort. You guys got a
0: favorite dessert?
3: Cheesecake.
0: Cheesecake. It's
3: like vanilla ice cream.
0: <laughs> yeah, another wrong with vanilla ice cream. That's I like that's my favorite ice cream as well. You got a favorite dessert?
2: Uh, I like Connie's like milkshake. Like they have like big milkshake with like you can have like waffle. Oh yeah, on it. yeah. Another
0: fine supporter, Connie's. You guys got a lot of places you could go. <laughs> other than Parker's. Um <laughs> so anyways, uh favorite teacher it's in school. Um, got a favorite
2: teacher? I like Mr. Pavlock.
0: Okay. What's mm-hmm. cl- what class is that? Uh he teaches English. English? You mm-hmm. guys got a favorite teacher?
3: Oh, he's not my teacher currently, but probably Mr. Seidel. He's a English teacher, really cool dude. Okay. Troy?
4: Uh Mr. Heron teaches social studies. Oh
0: yeah, okay. He's your favorite? Yeah. Nice. Pat, going back to like 1991 or 92, do um, you, you have a favorite teacher? Teacher? Yeah. Wow. Nice. <laughs> <Yikes. laughs> Probably Doc Peony. Yeah, Captain physics. physics. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'd have to go with him.
0: All right. The character. I haven't ever asked a coach that question, but, um, you know, we were there about the same time and mm-hmm. shared a lot of the same teachers, and that's a good answer. Doc Peony, for sure. Um... Breakfast cereal, you like cereal? What's your favorite one?
2: Uh cinnamon toast crunch.
0: Get that a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves cinnamon toast crunch, myself included. You guys got a favorite cereal? Reese's puffs. Reese's puffs. <laughs> now, I don't like anything peanut butter flavored. I like peanut butter, but I don't like it in like things that are flavored, like it. Just a little sidebar. You got a favorite?
4: Uh Lucky Charms.
0: Oh, you like the marshmallows, huh? Yeah. <laughs> They're you know, their um, mascot is a rabbit. Isn't it? No, Lucky it's Charms? Not. Or no, that's no, tricks. That's tricks. That's yeah, tricks. <laughs> sorry. That. Okay. Sorry about that. My bad. <laughs> got a favorite holiday? Besides Christmas? Christmas doesn't count. Everybody uh, loves Thanksgiving. Christmas. Thanksgiving for the food. Yeah. I like Easter. Easter? What do you like about Easter? Egg hunts? You like to go to <laughs> egg hunts out in <laughs> Maybe when I was like six, but uh the food. Yeah, good Ham. ham. Got a
2: favorite? Mine's Easter too. I Easter? just like I like it because it's like Getting warmer, like, springtime. Yeah,
0: springtime. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we're kind of running out of time here. Um, best personal sports accomplishment? Any moment or anything that you would say was your best personal sports accomplishment?
2: Uh, I mean, it's got to be like uh, I hit a home run last year and uh, against Mid Lakes in Mid Lakes. Well, Mid
0: Lakes ended up winning sectionals last year, right? Am I right or no? They uh, lost in the finals.
2: I think. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't follow
0: baseball as closely, but home run—they over the fence or yeah, it? over the fence. Okay, because a lot of fields don't have fences, so you just gotta, yeah, they're all inside the park. Especially ours. Yeah. Um, favorite sports, and you guys are young, so you don't got as much to pull from. But mm. you got a favorite sports accomplishment personally? Uh, probably last year during AU, we
3: won our first ever tournament. So we've we've been playing as a group for like. Three years now, so it was nice to finally win one.
0: Okay, Troy, you got one.
4: Probably the AAU tournament. Winning an AAU winning tournament. That. Who
0: would ever thought, right? Yeah, but it's it's is more important nowadays. Sure. Yeah. I like going to the AAU tournaments. I like uh, watching all the different players that we're going to cover, and you know, and seeing what they look like, seeing to play with different teammates, and um. All right, guys. So. I'm not going to ask you about plans after high school or anything because you guys are still going to be at Minders for some time now. Nobody's graduating next year. But I do want you to give a shout-out to anybody that's kind of helped you along the way to um, to become varsity athletes from the time you were little. Uh, start with you guys. Troy, you want to give a shout-out to anybody? Uh,
4: Coach Korzoneski always worked with me when I was younger when I first started playing. He really pushes me to be better, and he'll point out things to work on. Mm-hmm, Okay
3: all my coaches and my family for buying basketball shoes and bringing me to tournaments and always coming out to all my games.
0: I didn't mention your dad. He was a year older than me in high school, too. And One time I was playing second base, Little League, probably like 1985 or 6 or something like that. Ground ball came to me and your dad was running for first to seven, plowed into me and I had to go to the hospital.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he remembers that, but I do. Um, so anyways... uh Jared, how about you? Anybody you want to give a shout-out to before mm-hmm. we get off the air here?
2: Probably just like my family probably mostly my grandpa. He's helped me out ever since Little League and mm-hmm. everything. They've all gone to, like, every single one of my games and stuff like that. And then for, like, these past few years, probably Kellen Kerr. He's helped me out with basketball because I remember as a uh, freshman and on JV I didn't get any playing time to him over the summer, going in the gym and helping me work out and stuff like that, to uh, starting as a sophomore on the varsity team.
0: So let me ask you then: you just as a freshman, you weren't getting playing time on the JV team three, two years, three years ago, two and a half years, yeah. ago, let's say. So, um, you know, what was that like in terms of you personally? How you approach basketball? Did you want to? What drove you to? want to kind of go from being a bench player on a jv team to being a key player on a as a junior on the varsity team
2: um i i really just didn't think i didn't think like i'd have been in like a varsity player the next year i was just thinking if i put in the work maybe i'll get the minutes on jv the next year but then uh coach corzones said that i like how you are playing i like how your shots developed and everything i like being a varsity and that like really made me feel good about myself
0: yeah that's great well you know congratulations obviously um for putting in the work and um you know to to all you guys future's bright right you mm-hmm. got plenty of, um but so just imagine winning a sectional title this year as sophomores how that could set up for the next couple of years so i want to wish you guys good luck you thank know you, in the upcoming weeks uh we're going to be there watching most of those games um live on finger lakes one radio for those of you that don't know we can't do video for the sectional games. We'll stream them live radio style on FL1 radio. We'll record a lot of them and match up the audio later and Restream them. Those are always pretty popular, too. So um, But yeah, once again, Jared, thanks for coming in mm-hmm. and uh, thanks for coming in fellas. Thanks and coach Good luck here sectionals. It's got um, You know, it's kind of all-consuming I'm sure in your life uh, yeah. especially this time of year so right. uh, Looking forward to uh, seeing how you guys do. So good luck and thanks for organizing all this.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having us. So
0: that'll about do it next week, 10 a.m., um, at least a 90-minute edition uh, as we preview all the sectional brackets on the boys and girls' side. I can't tell you exactly who's going to be here, um, but we're going get, to get a nice panel for you as usual. And then I want to thank our sponsors, Generations Bank, Little John Ortho, DeSanto Propane and Cram Chevrolet. Tuesday night, Geneva at Waterloo. Should be a great broadcast. Hope you'll plan on joining us for that one. And thanks for joining us today on the Upstate Hoops podcast. Connect with us on Twitter at Finger Lakes One. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Our audio-only podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher.com. Archived episodes are available at Fingerlakes1.tv And this podcast airs weekly on Sunday night on Finger Lakes TV Spectrum Channel 1304. You can also find our show live stream games and local news, weather, and sports 24 7 on the free FingerLakes1.com Android or iPhone app. Thanks for joining us for a special uh, afternoon edition of the Upstate News Podcast this Sunday afternoon. And one more week left in the regular season, that's time for sectionals. So have a great week, everybody.